uh, in Seder. Let's see what he has to say. Okay, Matsana, we found. Um, hitherto. So he said two starm ago, this, uh, this Gemara that talks about Torah and Kedush Hashem as two areas where there ought to be Seder. HaTorah, he dilo Barach. The Torah is revealing the will of the Almighty. Vilimuda and its study, Mekadesh es Adam that purifies a person or elevates, makes a person holy. After uh, study of Torah and fulfillment of Torah, a person needs to sanctify the name of the Almighty in the world. It's not enough to reveal the Almighty's will in the world. In the world. So, not only revealing the, the, the will of the Almighty, but also um, to sanctify the will of the Almighty with Kiddush Hashem. And the Chazal that was quoted uh, two star ago, two Vadim ago, uh, they were precise when they said, What does that mean? The most important fundamental tachlis is Kiddush Shmo Yisbarach to sanctify the Almighty's names. And so it's found in Tanad Belio Rabo. Parakirches. Lo Nasan Karsh Baruchu. The Almighty did not give Adam Chachma Ubina Dea Vahaskel Ella Mekadesh Shmo Hagadol. The end game of our spiritual activity is Kiddush it's Kiddush Hashem. How could you, how could you be Mekadosh the Almighty's will if you don't know what the Almighty's will? So thus you have to give Torah and Kiddush Hashem. And that's why it's so important to study the laws of Kiddush Hashem. And he brings a quote here from the Rambam. Uh, the midst of Kiddush Hashem, Asher Anachnu Metsuvim Lefarsim Ha'amuna that we are instructed to popularize and disseminate the emuna, hazos hamidias, this true emuna ba'olam, v'shalom nefached, and we should not be fearful, not be scared, v'hezet shumazik, that someone, some in, some some person will injure or damage us, v'afal pishal sheba'alinu machriach, and even if someone uh, comes upon us, someone who's trying to compel us, levakesh uh, menu l'kfoseinu, shalom nishma'elav, and even if someone comes and tries to compel you to go against uh, the will of the Almighty, to kind of repudiate the Almighty, don't listen to him. We give up, we give up our lives to Kedosh Hashem, right? We know that's the greatest heroes in, in Jewish history, or the, the martyrs that give their life on Kedosh Hashem. Velonita is an important point here. We kind of think of giving up your life to Kedosh Hashem as being suboptimal, Right? It's what you have to do, but if you find a way to finagle your way out of it, that would be optimal, right? Look what he says. And we should not try to trick the heathen, the, the aggressor, to think that we rejected God even though we really believe in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So someone says, oh, you know, reject God. She'll say, yeah, I reject God, right? You know, but you're like, you're doing it just to get the guy off your back. That's not what you should do. Hmm. 
means it's you're it's it's a lechatchila as they say. You know the Gemara talks about Rabbi Akiva, but how did he die down at Kiddush Hashem, right? And uh, his students came, and he was saying Shema. The Gemara says that the students asked him, "Why are you saying the Shema now? Like, you know, you're being flayed alive. It's a pretty miserable way to go. Like, why are you thinking of the Shema?" And he says, "Every time I said the Shema, I said the whole nafshcha. You have to love the Almighty with all your heart, with all your soul. What does it mean? It means afilu no Even if the Almighty takes away your soul. And every day I said, Masai yavo mitzvah zul yadi v'achayimena. When can I? When will this mitzvah come to me enough? Can finally fulfill it. What he's telling us is, is that he was eager to try to fulfill it, and not being able to fill, fulfill it, that was suboptimal. <clears throat> so it was an opportunity he was waiting for. So we don't say, "Oh, someone says puts a gun to our head and says, you know, repudiate your faith." You say, "Oh gosh, this is unfortunate. I really here's wish." Here's my chance, right? Rather, <laughs> here's your chance. Exactly. That's, that's what you're supposed to say, which is crazy for us to think, right? Yeah. But he, he, uh, he. He uh, essentially asks our question: What does it bother us? What does it matter, you know, ostensibly, if we deceive some drunk guy who's intimidating us? It's not some abstract idea. The, the, the name of the Almighty. Rather, it's mitziut. It's a real. Entity, it's reality. Everything else that exists only everything that uh, exists only uh, is, is stems from that reality. Listen, this was the chiddush. This is the chiddush. zot and this reality. How is it ever manifest in the world? That's displayed in the world. Rock only. For me, this was a big chiddush. That the only way for us to have a public display of kvot shemayim of kiddush Hashem is by giving up our lives for that. So therefore, it is an opportunity, which is a big chiddush. Umitziut zot, and this reality and this so this reality has to be so clear in the world. Ad shahadroya acharon, the last. In the world, he has to, they have to know it via our Messias Nefesh. We're in Seder, speaking about in a sense like making the whole world Seder as far as knowing. No, 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 no. He's talking about Kirsha Shem. Torah and Kirsha Shem. I have to Seder though. He said in the beginning. Huh? Yeah, he's going to get to that. Okay. Uh, he's going to say that these parts of our life, these Seders of our life, one for Torah and Kirsha Shem, are sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. Are so important means that, that come what may, those cannot be disrupted. That's, mm-hmm. that's his point. Mm-hmm. Uh, because essentially, what it's going to say is that our life is really about Torah and Kedusha Hashem. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is secondary, and therefore, the seder that is non-negotiable, so to speak, is the, these two. That's what he's going to say. And you said in the beginning how we got to Kiddush Hashem, the fact, like, of all the mitzvahs to pick, making Goyim see that we believe in Hashem, that's the one thing, along with Torah, that needs Seder? Huh? Why, why is that? Well, he brought the Gemara that he brought uh, two yeah. weeks, three weeks ago. Okay. The Gemara says that that's where the world sustains itself, on, uh, on, on, the, on the minimal of Kiddush Hashem yeah. and Torah. Okay. Fine. 
So now he's going to draw a, a, a step further here. Low die. It's not enough to mesir nefesh lomos al kiddush Hashem. It's not enough to die for kiddush Hashem. We have to primarily to live with Kiddush Hashem. On this are built the very severe and strict laws of Chil Hashem. And especially for Zohi Torah If you look at the Rambam and how he organizes his his book, Mishnah Torah, so the first section he talks about is Yisodeh Torah, the foundations of the Torah. And the first four chapters are on theology. What does it mean when we say God? What does that even mean? Like, what's our faith? Mm-hmm. And the next chapter, the next couple of chapters, is Kedush Hashem. Kedush Hashem is of such primary importance. And there he says, like, a uh, Chacham uh, has to be distinguished, you know. Uh, even though Kedush Hashem is really about giving up your life to sanctify God's name in the world, Right? So someone says, puts a gun to your head and says, uh, eat the cheeseburger, eat it. Mm-hmm. But if they're doing that to compel people, if it's a time where they're trying to push people away from Judaism, then you don't eat it. And then if mm-hmm. it's in public, you don't, right? You say, shoot, bite the bullet, right? Yeah. Uh, and other examples, like three severe lo- severe cardinal sins, we don't we don't transgress to save our skin. Right? Those, those, those are all, all the classical laws of Hashem. And then at the end, he brings uh, all the other laws that are particularly pertinent to someone, you have to behave in a way that's befitting a Jew to behave, and a, a Torah scholar, etc. Okay. Ha-minimum, the minimum, shall Torah Hashem ha-darush olam the minimum of Torah Hashem that is needed to uphold and to sustain the world, matzuch hazal starim uh, of course, that's the minimum, but Torah and Kirsh Hashem, that's everything. And with regard to what we're talking about, every Seder of our lives has to be directed towards these two principles. The two basic uh, schedules that we have to have. And prayer. So you say, well, how do I, where, where do I slot in my Kiddush Hashem in my life, right? You know, just walking down Fondren, is that what it's about? No, it's, it's about it's about Tefillah. Why? Why? He gives a few examples. She Torah, means that someone prayed. So that's Kiddush Hashem. And Zman Torah Zman Right, so those two ought to be separate. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't push the Tfila, the prayer, to a corner. Mirov Hasman Torah. Say, ah, oh, just learn Torah and, and ignore Davening. Uh, mm-hmm. All the Seder of the day has to be directed that the Tfilas will be established in the proper time without skipping and without Lachtov means to grab without, without rushing. Elbe Messinus rather um, patiently, Nuchas Nefesh, calmly. 
והנה, אמרנו כבר, כי לא תמיד יכולים חיינו להתנהל לפי הסדר שדיברנו להם. It's not always possible to have everything go as planned. Sometimes things that are impossible to reschedule, they come up. Also, the guards of things that deviate from the Seder Kavua, the normal Seder. We should, we should also have a Seder in that. How do we, what is the methods to deal with the irregularities of the things that just come up? Specifically, in the times of chaos, our outlook should always be directed at two, these two principles, Limud Torah and Kiddush Hashem Shalanu, study of Torah and Kiddush Hashem in our behavior. And as per these principles, we will establish our behavior. These things happen every day. We don't know, we can't prepare for it beforehand. We have to be prepared every day for the um, happenings that interfere with a normal Seder, that we are prepared and ready to organize ourselves in every instance and every night of Chol Erev. We should give ourselves a calculation and accounting. Im nahadnu az if we behaved then with the proper Seder. Ze doresh simat left midit b'chol yimei chayenu mamish. This demands attention, constant attention, every day of our lives, indeed. Um, you know, my, my thought as we're going through Seder is that it's more than just, like to me, like this is calendars, like so important, mm-hmm. you know, like it's so important to have like a calendar and schedule. It's not about schedule. I think it's about, this is the point, is that it's a constant awareness. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you, you know, you know, people do these like 100-day challenges, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do this in 100 days. Mm-hmm. What's the point of it? Do it, you know, do it in as many days as you need, or right? The point is, is that when you have a, a project, right, when you, you know, you're undergoing or embarking on a, you know, on a journey, and you want to be Motivated, you say, okay, I have X amount of time to do it, and thus I'm going to focus on it all the time. I think what he's trying to say is, this point, is that our life, it, it's it's really important, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not guaranteed that we're going to be successful. It's not. Yeah. We have to be constantly aware that we are on a mission. And we can't just say, oh, I'm living life. And, well, you know, whenever I want to work on something, work on something. No. Like your whole life, you're working on something. You're on this 100-day challenge. It's not a 100-day challenge. It's a 70-year, 80-year challenge. But that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. you're constantly aware and constantly engaged, and you're uh, you're mindful of, of your living. That's and, and that whoa. Like if you could be mindful of living, yeah. And what that actually means, how valuable would that be? Yeah. To be aware, to be constantly aware of of the stakes of our lives. There's no empty space. Yeah, wouldn't empty that be wonderful? <laughs> we could do that well if you have the Seder you're constantly we're constantly monitoring you're giving yourself an accounting well then you're there mm-hmm. hmm. that's, that's my that's my takeaway from uh, from this and I, I think we can finish I think we can finish it let's let's finish it okay
because it's it's to me it's depressing, you know. Like I feel like oh, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so far from this. Um, what do you guys say? Should we should we wait till next week? Ah, I want to no. finish. Okay, finish. Okay. Admor Nishmato Aden. Admor stands for Adenim Rabenu, which is a term that he always gave for his Rebbe, Abiruchim. Nun Ayin is like an esoteric way of saying, like Zichron Levacha, Olav Hashalom, Zechazar Levacha. Nun Aden means Nishmaso Aden. His soul is in Gan Aden. Yeah. He said in his Shir Chumash, Rabbi Ruchum, in 1934, did something remarkable. He started giving a chumashir every week, and he only invited the the out of towners. So, like in Yeshiva in Poland, there was a local like Polish and Lithuanian Jews. Mm-hmm. And then there were there were some students from America, some students from Germany, from Austria, from all over uh, mm-hmm. place that were kind of like, you know, the, you know these were foreigners. So like. Kind of like if you have like the French guy in yeshiva, you know, like, mm. yeah. uh, or the American guy in the Israeli yeshiva. You know? <laughs> so, um, so he would give the chumash here, and these we have the wonderful books of Yerucham, the the, these, the the amazing svarim called Das Torah. Uh, these black black svarim, they're unbelievable, mm. and it's essentially the collection of the shirim he gave a chumash for those two years. Uh, incidentally, my grandfather arrived in Yeshiva in 1934 as well. He died in 1936. Ruchel died very young. Wow. He was 61 when he died, and he died suddenly. He's only learning history. Learning huh? about, he's learning about him for two years? Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. Uh, okay, so what did he say? When they reached the parsha of Yufas Tor, Yufas Tor is the beautiful uh, captive hostage that you take captive in Kiseitze. So what did he say as follows? Kan Kavah HaTorah. Here, the Torah established, this is in Deuteronomy uh, 25, I think, mm-hmm. Kisei Tse, Shehadam Atzmo Afilu Bishas Yish. Even at the time of Yish, you're giving up, Afilu Cherev Chadam Nachas Al Atzmo, even if there's a sharp sword which is placed upon your neck, don't give up even then. You don't, we don't lose ourselves even in times of tremendous crisis. And you have to be organized and, and methodical and prepared as per the situation. The Admor, he reveals something very important. There's, there's no situation in the world that a person is incapable or not obligated to be organized, to be cognizant, to be aware, to be mindful. Either you're organized, you're aware, you're mindful, or you're done. It means you're, you're, you're a lost cause. Afilu ha'adam lezibula basraisa to the end, the end game, right? Someone's about to die. Lamachala anusha, to a really terrible disease. Loshas misa, someone's about to die. Hutzarich leit lamen lasederetz mo. We won't leave ourselves even then. Hein, avodah gadola hizu, ketzal yifel mochala. Indeed, it's a very big avodah, how to, to behave in illness, ketzal yifel, how to suffer, 
they can tell the mutin how to die. The low le'abed eshtanotav, not to lose your, your senses or your uh, your calm. B'shat b'shumikre rachmanot sadin. Any uh, tragic scenario that may come. Hare. HaTorah hiratalanu derech chitzalit nei afil b'shat shetrefa alav ta'avato uh, that even in a time where uh, where someone's uh, where someone's desires are raging, the Torah guides us how to behave in the parsha of the first Torah, and in quotes the Gemara. What says in Kedushin? Mutav sheyochal baser timusa shchutos b'leyochal barter timusas nevelos. Gemara says here that it's better for someone to eat uh, non-kosher but slaughtered meat. Here we go. That it's better for someone. Means it's better. It's better to mitigate the sin, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's a sin. Let's li- let's let's try to limit it. But Makom Acher Basefer, in a different place in this in this book, Hiveno Memrushel Hagoyin Rabbi Yitzchak Petterberger, Nishmas Oedin. This is one of the great the great students of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Sheyesh Hevdel Gadol B'Shemayim Ben Adam HaOver Avirab Anacha, LeBain Oover Beli Anacha. It's there's there's there's. Let's say someone's gonna sin. Right, mm-hmm. so you're in the throes of sin. Do you lose yourself then? You're gonna sin. That's established. It's been established. What about then? Could you have seder then? Like mitigate the sin in the sense, right? Mitigate. So you're saying sin. mitigate your sin. So the, and, he, and, and he, he quotes uh, Rabitzel Petterberger as saying that there's a big difference between someone who's like, you know, who's upset or sad in the time of sin. Versus someone who does it, you know, without even thinking about it. Gamavdel paut, because even the small difference, mishanehar bel gabedino, that changes a lot as regards to the retribution uh, and accounting for such behavior. So, three examples: tkifat hayetzer, the the um, attack of the yetzer, the yetzera, machala or illness, umisa, even death. These are, of course, uh, extreme examples with regards to Seder. When we, we look over our life, our day-to-day life, we will indeed necessarily see the roads Every day, we lose our composure. Every day, some, something happens that we lose our composure. We can horrify, and in the batting of an eye, we start, we start sliding and talking about Raot, and uh, bad behavior. Without being aware, we lose our humanity. 
something happened in the street or something, some sort of tension in the house. And already removes us from our from our equilibrium. And how much must we be aware? We should remember right away that we should organize and be be measured. Um, this was a big idea for the Bali Musa, this whole idea of of not being random, of not of not like you know, not of being like mindful of everything. You know, they used to say about about the altar of Kelm, who was the Rebbe of the altar of Slobodka, who was one of the students of Rebbe Stroll. He never moved his eyeballs. He never moved his eyeballs. He wanted to move. He wanted to look to the side. He would move his whole head. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, and he was like they had such control and everything was so measured. Like they, he would have eight hours, two eight-hour seders of study that he would yeah. do standing. Standing. <laughs> standing. He raised the doors. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And my grandpa said, in and every shmona esrei took an hour, mm-hmm. and he learned an hour of musar. So that's. So he didn't sleep much. That's yeah, he said he used to sleep like this on a drone, like. Like four half hours, but these, you know, that that was. Oh, hi. Uh, that's the that's the need uh, of. You know, it was, it was always always being. You see the Bali Musa; they always hold their hands like this. You notice that? Yeah. Always yeah, like this, because because uh, why would they move it? You know, they walk like this with their hands. And when they need it, they let go. Yeah, when they need to do it, every action that you need to do, you do. Otherwise, you know, we're like, you know, we're like, you know what we're like, you know, like to have that thing across the street where they sell insurance. Oh. <laughs> with a balloon that's what we're like you know yeah. we're just flying everywhere like nothing nothing yeah. is, is is calculated yeah it comes down to the difference like you said earlier that at least the, the first part of this I was looking at it as a Google calendar you know have a this time I'm going to do this time I'm going to do this and there's gaps in between to get to the gym to get to here whatever. but really like you're saying it, all of life is the calendar <laughs> you know and it's not free time. Every moment should be something planned and something that you're doing on purpose. Um, it's a whole different way of looking at it, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said the story, but Victor Miller, I think I've said it here, that when uh, they asked him, what would you do if you knew you were going to die tomorrow night? Mm. Said that? He did say yeah. it. I love that. I think it's a great example. Yeah, would change one thing? Nothing, because he's, he's living his life with its 100-year challenge, right? That's yeah. what he's really doing. Mm. Yeah. You know? um, but but we, I don't know if this is true, but like it seems like since this is already bad, and Shishi, that it's like it leads to there. Like we have to start with oh, the yeah. Rishon Shini. Like that, yeah. it's like it's baby stuff. Like we have to first be able to schedule our day until we get to like this level that like we have the bigger picture in mind. Well, you're already on Shishi with everyone else. <laughs> How <was> I <laughs> but is that kind of like? I would agree for sure. Yeah. Okay, I hope well, so, he, he's <laughs> essentially saying now that we should never. You know what they say about these uh, these actors. That they, they they keep on in character. in character. That's right. So we have to always never never lose character. Yeah. I read us. Um, they talk about these these people that are dedicated to their roles. You know, mm-hmm. I read once that one of his actors. He was playing a guy, who was in a wheelchair. So he refused to get out of a wheelchair for months. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, that's the dedication that people show to their roles, right? So, like, we have a role as well, right? And 
what's our role? Our role is that everything that we do should be Kiddush Hashem. Everything we should do should be Torah. Everything we should do should be a mitzvah. Okay, then we should never break character. Mm-hmm. But it's not a character that we're playing. It's who we are, yeah. actually. Yeah. You know, um, they, the Bali Musr, you know, when they would never, re- they would never react. I mean, if they would react, they would decide to react. But you know, like, um, you know, like if someone bumps into you and you're like, whoa, dude, what was that from, right? Yeah. Uh, none of that. Like if you would like bump into the Bali Musr, they wouldn't even turn around. Like they wouldn't flinch. Yeah. Because they only turn around if they need to turn around. You know, if they made a decision that's the right thing to turn around. You know, Rav Leuchter says a story that he was once late for the, you know, Rav Leuchter is right. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's one of my grand my grandfather's Talmudim from very Akko. Uh, he's he's like a he's a he's a Swiss. He moved to Israel. Uh, he's a very close cousin of my grandfather, but he's a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of energy. <laughs> and he was once late for. Uh, for uh, for one of my grandfather's shmuz in, in the base of Musser, so he was running, you know, he's running. And he gets there and he slams the door open right into my grandfather's back. <laughs> like, can you imagine how he felt, right? And he says he didn't flinch for a second and just walked and never turned around and nothing. That's just the way they were, you know, that, but that's an example of always being, having Seder. It's always being aware. It's always being mindful of what's going on. Yeah. Everything's calculated. Say about uh, about um, about the altar of Calvus. Mm-hmm. He was something else. He had thirty-year-old uh, clothing, like a suit that was thirty years old that looked exactly new. So my grandfather said, "Looked exactly new. Why? Because he would never move. He, he was like <laughs> stiff on the shelf. Like what would happen if he He's left a mannequin? It? Yeah, he was like a mannequin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't move, and therefore it would just never like it would never crease against each mm-hmm. other. It would never." You know, or whatever brush up against anything else, and it would look. It was thirty years old, and looked like you know the day it was bought off the shelf. Pretty incredible. Let's uh, let's uh, let's finish up over here. Mikol Amur, from all that we have said, on Lamdim Ki Seder Tzarich Liot Ma'ala Atzmit Ba'Adam. It's a central character, and someone she ain't no Ozevat Olam doesn't doesn't abandon it for a second. Ila Zot, if so, Ma Raba Wada Hazot Leitametz B'Sharit Kochenu. Very, very fascinating. Wow, I wonder if 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 Seder is kind of it's the second to last of the yeah. of of that. And maybe well, he writes that it's not necessarily in order. It's a lot of growth. But that's you know it seems like it's <laughs> we started with set a set time for your learning yeah and now it's like your whole life needs to be a seder oh yeah <laughs> never ever 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 yeah lose character pretty interesting okay um, wow. yeah this is an uphill battle I think we might have to revisit this at one point. Yeah.